listening to the Women's Online Wellness Podcast, a podcast all about your health and wellness issues that affect you every day. We want to educate, entertain, and maybe make you giggle a little along the way. No annoying statistics or jargon here, just information you can use every day to be healthier, happier, and less boring. All right, here's your host, OBGYN Dr. Ron Eaker. everybody welcome to another thirsty thursday women's online wellness tonight i wanted to do something a little bit different but i think it's gonna be fun i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be interesting for you so much of what i have read or traveled or eat or listened to over the last several months to years is based on other people's recommendations it's based on things that other folks have vetted, they've seen themselves, they've done themselves, and they've passed that along. And many of you are probably in the same situation where you, you get good recommendations and you pass that on. And those are some of the best things you ever read or listened to or taken a part of. Well, that's kind of one. I wanted to kind of pay it forward a little bit tonight. I wanted to kind of uh, give you some impressions of some of the things that I'm doing now, have done in the recent past that might be a benefit to you, that might be just something that might make your life just 1% better. If I can just help out and make you 1% better starting tomorrow, then that becomes logarithmic, and over time, you really, really gain the benefits. So some of this stuff might not apply to you. Some of them you could care less. My wife tells me all the time that my tastes are not normal. I mean, she uses another word, but not normal is a pretty nice way of describing it. But, but who wants to be normal in this day and time? Who wants to be the average? Nobody wants to be normal. Nobody wants to be the, the, the person who isn't a little bit off the edge. That's what breeds that interest and excitement. So even though some of these things may be a little bit esoteric, maybe not exactly what you're looking for, uh, most of it I think will be something that might be interested in. So let me tell you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about a lot of stuff tonight. So don't think you got to sit there and jot down notes or if you miss a book title or a podcast, I'm going to put this all in my blog So and I'll put a link on the site. So all the information, everything I'll talk about tonight will be on that blog so you can go to that and get the author's names or the podcast names or the TV show that I mentioned, whatever, will be listed on that blog. So uh, don't worry about uh, sitting there taking notes. Sit back and enjoy it. And hopefully uh, it'll be some stuff that'll be interesting to you. And, and I gotta admit, this is a little tough for me because it's more personal. It's it's really more about what I'm doing as opposed to talking about in generalities about women's health. And you know that's easy for me to do. That's my career. That's what I do every day. But when I talk about stuff that I'm doing, me, I get a little. I, I'm an I'm a real introvert. I know some of you may look at that and say, you know, this guy's brain damaged. How could he be doing what he's doing and being interested? But I truly am. My battery is recharged by spending some time alone and and just reading or, or exercising. That's kind of the definition of an introvert is somebody who charges their battery by being uh, with themselves as opposed to an extrovert, which is someone whose battery is charged by being around other people. And there's no right or wrong. 40% of the population are introverts, and that's not a judgment. That's just your DNA. That's just how you get, you get re-energized and, and, and rebooted. So for me, as kind of an introvert, it's, it's really 
a little uncomfortable for me at times to talk about stuff that I do personally, but I think it'll be enough of value and hopefully will bring some value to you that I'm going to get over that, I'm going to get past that, and going to forge ahead. So many of you know that for the last few years, my wife and I are empty nesters. Our, both our daughters are out of college. Uh, one just recently got married. Many of you who follow the Facebook page and the Facebook Lives know I've mentioned that she got married about a month ago, so she's living out in Salt Lake City with her husband. My other daughter is a reporter for the ABC station in Lynchburg, Virginia, so we're empty nesters. That was my point. And as empty nesters, our eating habits have taken on a big change. Obviously, when you've got kids at home or you've got uh, family members, uh, it, it is a little different as far as meals and how to meal plan. And I talk about, a lot about this with my, my weight loss patients, but my wife and I are both empty nesters. Neither one of us really are really good cooks. I mean, my wife is a good cook. Don't get me wrong. Please don't hurt me, Susan. She's a good cook, but I'll put it this way, she doesn't like to cook. See, that, that's a big difference between being a good cook and not liking to cook. So, about two years ago, we started investigating these meal services, you know, these home delivery services where they you choose the meals and they deliver them to your house once a week. And there's a lot of flexibility in that. And we, I gotta tell you, we have loved it. We've actually got two. And, and the other thing I wanna mention about Everything I mentioned tonight, I have no financial interest in any of these things. They're not sponsoring any, any kind of promos. There's no financial gain involved. This is all strictly uh, my opinion. And I may not even mention any names, but we use two of the services, and there's a bunch of them out there. You know, HelloFresh, Home Chef, Blue Apron, you name them. There's probably about 10 or 12 out there now. But we started doing that and it really solved three major problems for us. Number one, it's surprisingly economical. I don't know how many of you have gone out to a nice restaurant recently or even a not so nice restaurant and it just, I get freaked out by the cost, by the, and you know, let me, let me go behind the curtain. My brother for years worked in a restaurant and he worked in management and I found out from him the degree of markup in most restaurants, holy cow. Wow, uh, especially if you have a glass of wine. I mean, you can buy a bottle for most of, what, most of the times what you pay for a single glass of wine. But anyway, I digress. So it's surprisingly economical to be able to get these meals, oftentimes for less than $10 a person per meal. So that solved that problem. The second problem it solved was that I despised leftovers and I despised working on a dish and finding that I didn't have the kale or the paprika or some other ingredient that was really necessary to make it what I wanted it to be. That made me crazy because I wasn't going to go to the grocery store. And if I didn't have it, it wasn't going in there. And oftentimes that made it really nasty. So it solved that problem because most of these things, you get the ingredients literally down to the teaspoon of what you need to make these products. So it solved the problem of, we hadn't literally been to the grocery store in probably two or three years, except to maybe get a few little occasional things that we don't get in these meals. So it, it solved that problem and actually saved money there too, because we're not buying a bunch of extra crap garbage that we're not gonna be using. So there's no leftovers, there's no excess. You get exactly what you need in these things. And the instructions are very simple. You know, to me, it's like a chemistry lesson. I've really gotten into it now. I've really started cooking a lot. 
because it's kind of like a chemistry lesson. It reminds me, oh, we just follow step A, step B, step C. I even tell my wife to just stay away because I don't want to do it because she'll get in there and start on step number six, and I'm still trying to figure out what to do on step number two. But it's fun for me. It's relaxing. I really enjoy it. It's become a part of our evening routine. So, uh, and oh, and the third thing, it kept us out of the, just the, the black hole of nutrition that most restaurants are, especially if we would go to a Mexican restaurant two or three times a week. I mean, my gosh, there's, you look at the saturated fat in just one combination plate. I would eat one of those things, go home, sit in the pool and float to the top because I was so full of fat after eating one of those things. So it's helped us economically. It's helped us socially and, and to relax and it's help, helped us uh, mentally and it's uh, helped us nutritionally. So if you're, if, and there's such variety, you can pick, you can pick keto, vegan, uh, paleo. I mean, the, the, the choices are almost endless. So I would in, investigate that if it fits in your lifestyle. It's worked great for us. You know, in general, when it comes to eating, I can just simplify it for you, really, what, what we try to do, and that's eat balanced. There's no magic food that you need to stay away well Twinkies you need to stay away from so eat balanced eat low saturated fat low sugar high fiber eat mostly plants not all plants I mean meat's fine I think it's gotten a bad rap if you do it in moderation we'll spend a lot more time on other things as far as nutrition go but eat mostly plants and eat them as close to how they come out of the ground or how they're uh, how they're grown the more processed, the more full of sugar, more full of other garbage, lack of nutrients. So that's a very simple way of, uh, oh, and if anything has high fructose corn syrup, please, for goodness sakes, in this day and time, I mean, that's like, that's like saying don't smoke. I mean, just don't eat the stuff. It's just toxin. It ought to be a carcinogen. But I do have a guilty pleasure, and this is something I just discovered about a couple of months ago. It's a thing called mochi ice cream balls. M-O-C-H-I ice cream balls. These are little balls. I mean, they're about this big of dough filled with these flavors of ice creams. Oh my gosh, they are so good. And what's so great is you can eat one little ball of 110 calories and that satisfies your cravings. You get it, you get it done, you get it over with, and then you don't have any other cravings. It's a great dessert. I'll buy a box of those and it'll last me a month and a half. <laughs> no kidding. But it, it allows me to fulfill that craving that, that even us nutcases for health get every now and then, but not, I don't have 10 of the little balls. I just have one, M-O-C-H-I ice cream balls. Supplements I take. I get this, I get people asking me, every day. Well, what do you take? What do you recommend your family take? So I want to just explain real quickly the kind of things that I take. Now, caveat, everybody's different. This may not apply to you. Even when we talk about supplements, there's not any blanket caveat that I say for everybody. There's not a single recommendation that I would say everybody ought to be doing. It really is applicable to the individual, your particular situation, and that applies even to over-the-counter products and herbal products. You've got to be careful about those. They can be as powerful as medicines in many cases, and they can interact with medicines. But anyway, here's what I take, and just take it for, uh, for what it's worth to you. The first thing I do is, is I take psyllium seed. Now, many of people are saying, well, what the heck is that? Well, it's just basically those little fiber capsules that you can find in any store, and 
what it does is supplement my regular fiber intake. People are not getting nearly enough dietary fiber, soluble, soluble and insoluble fiber, and it plays a huge role in things like weight management, in controlling blood sugars, in helping you stay regular, and if your bowels are happy, you're happy. Guarantee. No doubt about it. So, doing those psyllium fibers, and I take about six of those a day on a regular basis, but you got to drink plenty of water with it. You can't just take the fiber tablets and think, oh, that's great, I'm going to be putting on a regular schedule. Nope, you got to take the, the fluid with it because that allows it to work properly. But that's, uh, that's something I do on a regular basis. And it's not a laxative, that's different. You don't want to be doing laxatives that stimulate the bowel, that affect the bowel function on a daily basis. But fiber supplements are fine. Ideally, get them from your diet. High fiber foods are, are wonderful for controlling blood sugar and for limiting carbohydrate intake, for keeping you full. But uh, most of us, even when we're eating good diets, are not getting enough fiber, so that's why I supplement it. Second thing I take on a regular basis is a supplement called resveratrol. And again, don't worry about taking notes on all this stuff. It's going to be in the, it's going to be in the, uh, the blog. Resveratrol is a fascinating molecule that acts as an enhancement of a, a group of proteins called sirtuins. And sirtuins are proteins that go around the DNA and repair the DNA. One of the major theories about why we age now is that our DNA that's constantly breaking down and getting repaired eventually gets to the point where we override the repair mechanism and then that DNA just is not able to replicate and the cells die. So there's a big push now to do anything you can to keep that DNA healthy. And resveratrol is one of those substances that have been shown to help that DNA repair mechanism. Now there's a lot of information. You can go really, really deep on this stuff and it's really fascinating. And I'm gonna put a link for a great article that explains that in the blog so you can follow up on that. I take about a gram of that a day. And it really, I believe, over the next several years is gonna turn out to be one of those things that's gonna be a not a, a aging inhibitor, but a something that may slow the aging process in general. It's the same chemical that has been isolated from grape skins. And that's why people are talking about drinking red wine. Uh, now, I will tell you that the amount of resveratrol in red wine, you'd have to drink about four bottles to get what I take as far as a supplement. Now, well, that might not sound like a bad idea. It probably is going to be a little rough on your liver to do that. So I would recommend if you want the resveratrol and you want the benefits of that, don't drink those four bottles of red wine. Get the supplement. And I've also, uh, on the blog, I'm actually going to tell you the brand name of the supplement that I particularly take. The next thing I do is a omega-3 fatty acid. Many of you are familiar with fish oil and the data out there regarding anti-inflammatory effects of fish oil. Well, the omega-3 fatty acids, in particular two called DHA and EPA, are the main ingredients in fish oil, the main ingredients that help in the anti-inflammatory effect. Fascinating stuff being looked at with regards to inflammation being the source for so many chronic problems like heart disease, senile dementia. There's a whole gamut of research now talking about reducing the incidence of Alzheimer's and senile dementia by reducing the overall inflammatory state of the body. How do we do that? Through our diet, through exercise, 
through being in a healthy weight. One of the biggest problems with being over fat, not overweight, but over fat, because you can be skinny and you can be over fat, but if you have a high percent body fat, it sets up an inflammatory state in your body which creates all these chemicals that do all kind of horrible things to you. So certainly doing the stuff like the adequate nutrition, the exercise, uh, stress relief, but you know, why not hedge your bet? Why not take a little bit of the extra omega-3 fatty acids? You, you hear about the balance between omega-6 and omega-3s and our ratio of omega-6s, which are pro-inflammatory. They're for inflammation, and those are things like in hot dogs. Our consumption of that in saturated fats and fried foods greatly blows that ratio up. It ought to be one-to-one, one, but the average person is walking around there with about a 20-to-1 ratio of 6-to-3. So I take an omega-3 fatty acid supplement. I take particularly the Omega XL or the Omaprim, which many of you have talked to me about in the past, uh, but I think that makes good sense also from the science. Hey, Judy, Tamara, Rosa, Rochelle, Tommy, Lori, Martha Ann, Rhonda, Alice, Glad all you guys are watching. Next thing I take, which might surprise some of you folks, is called red yeast rice extract. What the heck is that? That is a natural substance that is really quite effective in lowering LDL cholesterol. Everyone knows that LDL cholesterol is the bad cholesterol that increases the potential for plaque formation, atherosclerosis in the heart, heart attacks, that kind of thing. Well, actually, my LDL's a little bit elevated, which I know some people are kind of surprised when they hear that. And a lot of that is probably due to genetics. There's probably a, a component of that that is going to be there regardless. So it's, it's not elevated enough to warrant me being on one of the statins, for example, but this red, red yeast rice extract actually acts similar to one of the statins called lovastatin that can lower the LDL cholesterol in some individuals. Well, I've done my research and for me particularly, and for me personally, I found that that's going to be something that's going to be helpful for me, I hope, in the long term. And again, uh, there's a particular product that I've researched that I, uh, that I especially like. And a lot of the research that I've done this on this is from a website called ConsumerLab.com. I've mentioned this before. It's a great tool if you want to know about supplements or vitamins and the science behind it, not just whether Aunt Sally takes it and, you know, grew monkey ears or something. You know, the science is really there. So you can go to ConsumerLab.com and learn about that. Because I'm taking the red yeast rice extract, because it acts sort of like a statin in a weak fashion, I'm also taking CoQ10. CoQ10 is an antioxidant that sometimes is reduced when you're on a statin or when you're on something like the red yeast rice extract. So because I'm taking that, I'm taking the CoQ10, which is a, a, uh, a type of substance that helps to improve cardiac function in particular. And obviously that's what we want to maintain. It's one of the reasons we, I'm using the red yeast rice extract. So I'm balancing that out by taking the CoQ10. Whether I get any additional benefit from that, I don't know, but I do know that it does make a difference if you're on that type of supplement or medicine. There's one that I'm really fascinated by now. It's called NMN, nicot let me see if I can say this, nicotinam nicotinamide mononucleotide. There, nailed it. Just only have you rehearsed that for six months. Nicotinamide mononucleotide, NMN. It's a precursor molecule that is converted in the body to this molecule called NAD. NAD is 
without, let's put it this way, without NAD, you're dead. Without NAD, you're DEAD. So it's absolutely critical to your system. There is a lot of people interested in longevity and in life extension and health span extension. They're doing a lot of work on NMN. Not sure I'm at a place yet where I really want to take that because there's some pros and cons and I want to see some more human studies, but I'm going to put a link on in the blog on this particular where you can do your research to see, well, does that make sense? Would it be something? Keep in mind, probably five years from now, you're going to be hearing a lot more about NMN and NRN. All right, let's change gears and let's go into some stuff about some books I'm reading. Because I know a lot of you folks out there have asked about what are some good books that are talking about topics related to women's health and really related to some other things. So I wanted to share with you a few books that I've read recently that I think are of tremendous value, give you a little brief idea of what they're about. And again, this will all be on the blog so you can see it later. One of the most interesting I just finished reading is one called Talking to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. Many of you know Malcolm Gladwell has written a lot of good books. Uh, let's see, What the Dog Saw, uh, uh, oh, I'm, I'm Blocking Now Blink, and he's written several really, really uh, uh, tipping point. That was probably one of his first most famous. This book is about how we misinterpret oftentimes in our communications with others and how the body language and the verbiage that people use sometimes is completely misinterpreted, which leads to all kind of conflict and difficulties in conflict resolution. And it's, it's a very fascinating, well-read, it's not full of a bunch of jargon, but it, it's, it's a primer on understanding how to communicate and understanding why sometimes we misinterpret different types of signs and signals and how oftentimes we're really pretty darn bad at interpreting someone's actual thoughts and feelings based on their actions and their words. Very interesting read. Pick that up if you have any kind of interest in communication, whether it's with a family member or in your work setting or with uh, someone you care about. If you really are into figuring out what's going to happen in the world with business and industry and even healthcare in the next several years, there's a great book called Subscribed. And I can't even pronounce this guy's name. It's Tien Zhu, uh, T-I-E-N, last name T-Z-O-U. A really prophetic book talking about the way we're going to be changing a lot of our approaches to business in the future, how we're going to go much more towards away from a product-centered production into something that is centered on the customer, something that is focused on just what the customer needs. The successful startups really are not people who come up with a certain product. They come up with a problem that's solved and they learn how to solve that problem for a, a very specific group of people. And then that's what becomes the successful company. I see healthcare going to this. I see the future of healthcare going to a model where we really are focused on the individual. We're focused much more on wellness. We're focused much more on preservation of health as opposed to just a sick care system where we're just only going to see the doctor when we're already sick. If we could learn to channel that into a healthcare system where we're truly trying to stay well and do everything you can to prevent disease, it's going to be a much more effective, much more humane, much more caring, much more compassionate, much more efficient, much cheaper system down the road. And this book gives a little bit of an insight into how that possibly might look 
later on. If you like just some fun, soft reading and you're into kind of science and the body, there's a great book called The Body. And that's by Bill Bryson. Many of you know Bill Bryson from some of his humorous works. Like he wrote a great book on on the Appalachian Trail. He's written a book about the English language. He's got so many different uh, books out there, and they're all humorous. He kind of reminds me of a little bit of an intellectual Lewis Grizzard, and he's really a lot of fun. Well, he tackles the body, and he talks about all these body systems, but he does it in a way that just makes you laugh out loud, and it's really worth picking up. It's a very light read but you also get a real kind of understanding at a different level about different bodies' functions and different things that are kind of interesting if you have an interest in that area. Probably one book that has changed the way I view a lot of things in the last six months is one called Atomic Habits by James Clear. Atomic Habits. It is a fascinating book that explains at a very core basic level how to form good habits and how to break bad habits. I talked about this on a previous Facebook Live and went into it with much more detail. So if you're interested, go back one or two and hear about this book in more detail. But everything we do is based on behaviors, based on habits. It all begins with a thought. That thought becomes a feeling. That feeling becomes an action. That action becomes your habits. Your habits become your character and your character determines your legacy. And it all starts with a thought, but it goes through the process of that habit formation. And we all have bad habits and we have good habits. We have habits that support our goals, habits that bring us closer to success. And then we have those habits that are actually barriers to us achieving the things we want to achieve. Well, wouldn't it make sense if there was a system that we could actually employ to bolster, to enhance those good habits, but then to break and and get rid of the bad habits? Well, there is. And it's all based on science. It's all based on really good studies. So if you're interested in any way, shape, or form about how to change behavior that you either want to enhance or want to stop, pick up Atomic Habits by James Clear. If you really want to deep dive into longevity, if you want to know how to live a healthy life for a long period of time, remember, as WOW people, we don't talk about lifespan. We talk about health span. I want to be 100 years old and I want to drop dead in the middle of the New York Marathon. I don't want to be 90 and be bedridden for 10 years. So that's what I'm talking about health span. There's a great book called Lifespan by David Sinclair. And it is absolutely amazing for people like me over 50, over 60. It really takes on a whole new importance you really start thinking about things differently when you get a bit older. You know, when you're 20 or 30, you're still immortal. Nothing's ever going to happen to you. You're going to live to be 120. But when you get to be 50 or 60, you start seeing some of your friends that are having a lot of problems. Maybe you're having a lot of problems yourself. So you start thinking a little bit more seriously about what are those things that I can do that maybe will help me to live a healthy life for the next 30, 40, 50 years. And I do believe that a lot of folks now who are healthy, who are in their 50s and 60s, are going to make it to their hundreds. I really believe that. I believe with the advances of science, the fact that many of the folks in this age group are really in tune with their bodies and have been doing the right things for a long period of time. But what's exciting is even if you haven't, even if you've been sitting on the couch of doom, eating the cheesy puffs for the last 25 years, and you've been smoking the Marlboros, and you've been snorting squirrel earwax, whatever you've been doing that's not healthy, there's still ways to change. There's never too late. There's still ways to, to adopt these habits and to 
look at a book like Lifespan and, and determine that there are things you can do that have been shown to be proven that you can expand that health span to be somebody who's going to be vigorous and engaged well into their, in, into their centuries. And uh, so that's a great book. All right, here's a book for those of you who are really wondering about all this crazy hormone stuff. And believe me, I, I, this is a book for laypersons, but I got a lot out of it. It's called Estrogen Matters, and it's by Dr. Avrin Blooming and Dr. Carol Tarvis. It is a blistering, blistering critique of this big, massive study called the Women's Health Initiative, which many of you have heard about, was published back in the early 2000s, that literally almost destroyed the use of hormones for menopausal symptoms because of all the problems that were associated with heart attacks, breast cancer, strokes. Literally 40% of people who were on hormones stopped hormones after reading some of the information from this study. Well, as it turns out, maybe not the best study out there and maybe some of the information wasn't exactly brought out to the public like it should have been. So this book is an expose of all the problems that were associated with that. It, it is so incredibly footnoted. You can really look at all the references, but it's, it's really for the layperson. It's not for just physicians or healthcare people who are interested. It's for anybody, any woman who, or any uh, man who's interested in learning more about the pros and cons of hormone use. And it's a really well-written book, easy to read, so it'd be worth picking up if it's something that you're interested in. Here's a book that'll just put your panties in a wad. It may, there's probably not a single book out there that made me more mad, that made me more upset, made me want to do a Facebook Live, which I did, which you can go back and see. A book called Bottle of Lies by uh, Catherine Eben. It is an expose of the generic drug industry. Oh my gosh almighty, I mean, it still freaks me out. If you are taking a generic drug right now, you need to go get this book and follow the steps about how to determine if you're taking garbage or if you're taking the right stuff. And I know that sounds inflammatory, I know that sounds kind of scary if you're on a generic drug, but that's the rat, that's the truth. You've got to take the responsibility of checking out because there's a lot of garbage out there in the generic world. It's just shocking what is out there that some people are taking that have no idea. Now there's some stuff that it doesn't make that much difference, but there's a lot of drugs and medications that have a very narrow therapeutic window, meaning that uh, you get up here, you got problems, you get down here, you don't have any effect. So knowing where these drugs are manufactured, which you can find out, and if you want to go back to the previous Facebook Live three or four times ago when we talked about generic drugs, but you can really do a deep dive by getting Bottle of Lies by Catherine Eben. And then the final book is a great book for anybody who's having any sleep issues, and I know none of you are. Catch the sarcasm. That is one of the most common complaints I get other than low libido, and you would think with people not sleeping, they would have better libido, but we won't go into that. Anyway, if you're having trouble sleeping or having problems sleeping, is a great book by Dr. Matthew Walker called Why We Sleep. And it is an explanation of a lot of the physiology behind sleep, but more importantly, some of the things that you can do to help reverse the problems. And it's not just an explanation, it's actually a how-to. So there's a lot of good 
documented information on that. So Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker, if you're having any sleep issues. I'm going to do another Facebook Live. I've discovered some new things about sleep. In fact, I'm trying something out over the next few weeks, and I'm going to do a Facebook Live. It's, it's actually a device that I'm going to, if, if it works like the data says it does, and I'm going to personally try it, I'm going to do a Facebook Live on that, so stay aware to that. Podcasts. Let's talk a little bit about podcasts. How many listen to podcasts? If you listen to podcasts, uh, raise your hand. If you don't know what a podcast is, we need to talk because you're. this is 2019. You need to get on the stick and learn what a podcast is. Just like streaming services have replaced cable, well, podcasts have replaced radio. So there's a few podcasts that I think would be worthwhile just giving, uh, giving you some hints on that you might want to look up. Uh, if, if, if you don't know what a podcast is, find a 12-year-old and they can tell you and they can show you how you can find it. One of the ones I really love is called The Drive by Dr. Pita Atia. And again, all this stuff's going to be on the, the, the blog, so don't, don't worry about getting it later. This is really for geeky people who are really wanting to good dive deep into health and wellness and longevity. But it's, it's really, really interesting and it will provide some, it, it's given me a lot of interesting ideas to follow up of. I, I'm kind of a, a, a nerdy entrepreneurial type person in the last few years. I've kind of gotten excited about doing some online stuff to, to help with uh, wellness and help. And in doing that, I've discovered some podcasts that are pretty good for people who are entrepreneurial or wanting to try to develop a outside-the-box business. And one of those is the Tim Ferriss Show. Many people are familiar with Tim Ferriss, F-E-R-R-I-S. He wrote the um, the four-hour work week and the four-hour body and the four-hour chef but he has a podcast where he interviews really high achieving individuals who talk about their journeys and give life hacks about how to really jump start any type of entrepreneurial i just it took me a long time to learn how to say that word entrepreneurial endeavors so that's definitely worthwhile picking up one that's just a lot of fun is from npr called how i built this and it's really fascinating because it takes a, a, a real broad swath in all kind of different genres like maybe luggage or makeup or, I don't know, urinals and, and that have been very successful. Urinals, where did that come from? Gosh, I sometimes wonder what's rattling around in there and makes it come out. My wife says my filter is not as good as it used to be. But anyway, they, they look at these people who've been massively successful and they talk about not how they became massively successful, but where they started from and the trials and tribulations that they had to go through. So you really get a taste for these overnight sensations that had to work 25 years before they became an overnight sensation in business or entertainment or in health or any other aspect. So it's worth seeing worth listening to. If you're really a nutrition geek and you really want to dig deep, there's one called Sigma Nutrition by a fellow named Danny Lennon. And he's fun to listen to because he's he's Irish. So he has this beautiful Irish accent and you can just listen to him. He just lulls you into this, like he's, you know, it's so funny. People with an Irish or an English accent, they can have the IQ of a crowbar and still sound really intelligent. But then you take somebody from East Tennessee like me and you could have four PhDs and you're gonna still sound like you go to the bathroom outside. I just don't get that. I don't I don't know. Maybe it's the old Beverly Hillbilly stuff. I don't know where that comes from. But anyway, he has a wonderful, wonderful sound to his voice, and it's well worth listening to. I gotta plug one called Hustle Nomics. No, this is not the economics of being a prostitute. 
Hustlenomics is one by my daughter, Katie Eaker. She, uh, well, it's Katie Eaker Thompson now. Still can't get used to that. But it's a wonderful podcast for female entrepreneurs. She has done a magnificent job at interviewing a lot of these young female entrepreneurs who are stepping out of the box and setting up businesses, many of them home-based businesses, but businesses where they, they really are stepping out and saying, I'm going to make my place in the world. I'm going to influence folks. I'm going to be something that's going to be successful in the, whatever terms they define that in. And it's fascinating. It's very interesting. It's given me some insight into people under the age of 40 and how their mind is working now. So that's Hustlenomics, Katie Eaker. And you can find all these on uh, iTunes. And let's see, the People's Pharmacy. If you're really into natural foods, if you're into natural remedies, if you're into natural products, the People's Pharmacy is excellent. It's very, very well done and very balanced. Now, if you just really like to geek out on history and you want something that's interesting, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History is a wonderful podcast. It is a great introduction to World War II or to the rise of Japan or to the Revolutionary War or Civil War. He does deep dives, but he makes it so interesting and so fascinating. It's well worth a listen if you have any interest in any type of history talk topic. And then, of course, Found My Fitness by Rhonda Patrick. Again, is a pretty geeky if you're into nutrition, but it's well worth the watch if you really want to do a deep dive on a lot of nutrition and current events around that. And of course, I can't forget the Women's Online Wellness Podcast by yours truly, Dr. J. Ron Eaker. Well worth listening to. Wish I could put more of them out. Now, my wife sees this list and says, dude, nobody is going to want to listen to that stuff. You're, you're a party of one when it comes to all that kind of stuff. Let me tell you what normal people listen to. So she gave me her list of her favorite podcasts. So probably my guess is you're going to like those better than the ones I suggested. First one is one called Dr. Death, and it's an expose of this psychotic surgeon who was a spine surgeon and was going around screwing up all these surgeries and actually killing people. So Dr. Death. Another one called S-Town. It's kind of a radio drama. And it's, a little, it's a little explicit, but it's really a very good radio drama, kind of in the old sense of the, the old-time radio dramas. And this is a serial... Uh, that you can listen to over time, and it's a really a, a riveting story and very, very well done. There's one called Up and Vanished that's a, a serial, again, of a cold case in South Georgia of a horrible murder that really was actually just solved or just partially solved in the last year or so. Then there's one called Over My Dead Body, a true crime about a, 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 a perfect couple that just falls apart. Are you seeing a trend here? I just realized this. I mean, Dr. Death up and vanished over my dead body. I'm starting to get a little worried. Some of the stuff she's listening to. Gosh, uh, I, I, I did not realize this. Honey, I love you. Uh, another one called The Dropout, the story of Elizabeth Holmes and this fraudulent company called Theranos. Anyway, now, because I do a lot of runs, I listen to a lot of books on what we used to call books on tape. Now they're books on the iWatch or your phone. But I wanted to go through a couple of books I've been listening to. If you like to listen to books, it'd be worth looking at. First of all, anything by G.K. Chesterton. I go to a, a 
a website called Chirp, C-H-I-R-P, which allows me to get these audiobooks really at a great discount. And especially some of the older authors. G.K. Chesterton wrote back at the turn of the century, and he's somebody that you ought to pay attention to because some of the smartest, most brilliant people I know quote him all the time. So that was a tip-off that this guy has something to say. Well, he writes fiction, nonfiction, fascinating stuff. Most of the actors who read the books are very, very good. A lot of fun to listen to. The Father Brown series is fantastic. It's, it's almost like mystery series. Um, so anything by G.K. Chesterton. I'm listening now to a great book that I never read, but I'm loving reading now by Mark Twain called The Innocence Abroad. It's a really a fun book about him traveling literally on a round-the-world cruise with a bunch of really interesting characters, and it's based on a real event that he, uh, he narrates. And it actually, at the time it was written, it was one of the best-selling books for a number of years well worth the listening to. Now, a little untapped jewel that I'll clue you in on is called The Great Courses. Many of you may be already familiar with this. It's a combination video and audio. You can get it in any format, but it's a tremendous vo uh, volume of uh, cla uh, classes, if you will, college-level classes on any imaginable topic you can come up with. And there's a thing called The Great Courses Plus, which for a hundred bucks, you can get access to thousands of these courses to watch or listen to, and literally they're on everything from from uh, taking out the garbage to quantum physics. I mean, it's amazing the variety, and it'll keep you entertained on your long runs, which I know you all are doing. All right, let's uh, close this down because we're getting close to the 45-minute mark, and I know that many of you uh, have things you're getting in the holiday season so you probably got parties to go to and things to do uh, a couple of things that I'm real excited about tech wise is there's this thing called muse m-u-s-e meditation one of my goals for the next year is to to learn how to meditate effectively and to start using that to help with stress management and just the data with with meditation has gotten so good with regards to enhancing immune function, decreasing cardiac uh, stress factors. So I want to take up meditation, but I'll, I'm going to use this technology. It's like a headband that gives you biofeedback that's going to hopefully allow me to be more creative in that. I'm going to put this all on the, on the blog. There's this device called the Ebb Sleep Device, EBB. And for those of you who have sleep issues, I would recommend doing your research and starting to look this up because it's going to be some interesting technology that might actually help with sleep. It's like a headband that cools the frontal lobes. I know it sounds freaky. You know, you don't want to be an iceberg when you're sleeping, but it might actually prove to be beneficial. A couple of products, I'm, uh, uh, projects I'm working on now. A, a while back, I put out a poll for this online course that I'm beginning to develop that's going to be a six-month master class for women struggling with hormone issues, menopause, weight, energy level, libido. I'm going to call it Reduce, Revive, and Reignite. I'm working on that. Hopefully in the next several months, I'm going to have something that I can bring to you folks that will really provide incredible value like you've never seen before as far as individualization, interaction, and really dealing with all these issues that people are struggling with in midlife and menopause. And I want to continue to, to bolster this. I really want to see this has grown by leaps and bounds. We've got over 1,500 folks now that are members of the group. 
and I really want to, to grow this and to continue to provide value. If I'm providing you some value, give me a fun thumbs up, give me a, give me a heart, send me some love so I know that you're, you're enjoying this. If you still have any of your family and friends or Facebook friends that you feel like would benefit from this, please submit their name and I'd be uh, happy to review. And if they seem like a great fit, we'll get them a part of this group. So we'd love to grow our crowd. We're gonna keep it private because I still want that security and that safety of this environment. I still want people feeding back. If you see somebody on the site that you have a, that, that posts something, that asks a question, feel free to respond. So I wanna expand this and I wanna bring in some other offerings. I'm thinking about doing some interviews. I'm thinking about bringing in some experts from different areas, a sex therapist, a psychologist, registered dietitian, uh, personal trainer, uh, other women's health experts. I'm looking at expanding and bringing those folks in to be a part of this to really just continue to provide as much value as I can because gummit, it's fun for me. I'm having a great time. Great for you guys to be with us tonight. We really, I really appreciate all you. I read every single comment, every single comment that comes in. I read and I do appreciate the interaction we've had on the site. Let's keep it going and remember, make healthy choices. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Women's Online Wellness Podcast. To join the conversation, access show notes, and discover bonus content, join our private Facebook community by sending a request to Women's Online Wellness. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to hear more, just head over to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. For questions about the podcast or to get more information, email Dr. Eaker at r-e-a-k-e-r at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening, and until next time, choose to be healthy.